bit of an introduction before we even talk about um, why this particular guest is here. I would like to remind you that one of the things I love to do with this podcast is to share with you people um, and experiences that really help us to live our lives with more passion and more purpose. And especially right now with what's going on in the world, it's also been really powerful for me to take a look at examples of women in particular who are making these great shifts and pivots to be able to serve their people on an even deeper level. And sometimes that requires even reimagining who their people are. And so I have with me today, Rosanna Berardi. I met Rosanna through a networking group in Western New York. She's an incredible woman who owns her own immigration practice um, as an attorney, had multiple offices throughout the world, and is making a big move in her life now to integrate an entirely new business. So welcome, Rosanna. I would love for you to share a little bit more about this journey that you're on. Well, thanks for having me, Melissa. I absolutely am thrilled to be here. So Thanks for having me. So yeah, I'm on a really intense journey. Um, a lot of people during the pandemic have reorganized their closets and binge watch more shows than they care to admit. <laughs> and that's not me. So for the last six months or so, I've had this idea brewing in my head. Um, I've been an immigration lawyer for 23 years and I've had my own practice for 15 years. And I realized about six months ago that I'm ready to take the next step. And my next step, I am super passionate about helping women business owners. Mm -hmm. um, we have a definitely unique set of challenges in terms of being business owners and trying to keep it all together. So about six months ago, I, I was playing around with, you know, I think I want to do some consulting for women business owners. And then, you know, life happened and I was busy and but at the beginning of the year, in January, I sort of hit a wall and I was just not inspired to do anything. Mm. And fast forward a few months later, the pandemic hits and I had some time on my hands um, and I thought, you know what, this is the time. So I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to start my new business. So I launched my new business called High Wire Woman and High Wire Woman's a consulting business that creates systems and solutions for working women. So... I chose the name High Wire Woman because I think of myself, I'm a mom, my son Salvatore will turn 14 in a few weeks, um, I'm a wife, I own a business, now I own two businesses, I travel a lot for work, uh, one of our family passions is traveling, um, I cook most days of the week, and people say to me, how do you do it all? And, and when I visualize a High Wire Woman, it's that woman just trying to balance, right? We're all just trying to figure it out. And, I've learned the hard way over the last 15 years that it doesn't have to be this hard. There are definite things that you can do to automate your life and make, even if you can make one or two significant changes, it will allow you to take back the one thing that we're all clamoring for, and that's more time. So um, I've been working like a lunatic on High Wire Woman, and when I look back, I mean, we're eight weeks into it and um, I have a whole new business and I'm super, super excited to share it and to start working with women business owners and working women in general. So you don't have to own your own business. You just, to qualify, you just need to be working. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And this is a 
particularly interesting time, as you and I were talking about before we started the show today, for working women. Um, it, you know, we find ourselves amid a lot of new roles in, in, in our lives for many of us, um, involving homeschooling and <laughs> lots of other activities that perhaps were introduced at the beginning of the, the pandemic. And so there's even more juggling to do mm-hmm. right now. For sure. How, how do you approach, this is always an interesting topic for me, how do you approach the idea of balance to me? Because I, I picture that woman, right? I picture her up yes. on the high wire and she's balanced precariously. I'm thinking like Barnum and Bailey Circus and Bob yes. back in the 80s <laughs> when I'm watching them try to go across balancing these things. So right. how do you approach the topic of balance? So you can't just fake balance. Balance has to be something intentional and it has to be planned. There's no way with all of the things that are thrown at us in our fast paced world, particularly now where not only are we working from home, but we're teaching our kids. And a lot of us are cooking three meals a day, which we weren't doing before the pandemic. And we're trying to figure out how to be with our family 24 seven to just expect yourself to just pivot and figure that all out. It's not a poof, this will all happen. It's very intentional. And when I think about balance, and I have to remind myself continually that it's critical to block time to think. It's critical to block time to plan. And it's critical to remember that there are multiple facets of your life. So to try and do everything, it's like trying to drink from a fire hose, right? Like it's too overwhelming. But I find if you break it down into small sections, it's doable. Mm -hmm. And also just having that plan, knowing, okay, from three to five today, I'm not going to be working. I'm going to spend some time with my son. We'll shoot some hoops in the driveway. um, And then we're going to have leftovers for dinner. It's a plan. Mm -hmm. It's not a fancy plan. It's not written down anywhere, but it's a plan. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So here's, here's the thing that I find so interesting. Um, approaching this topic, this idea, uh, years ago, I had this, you know, so, sort of fairy tale, romantic vision of what balance looked like. And it was being able to almost allocate myself equally to the different areas of my life. And what I have since learned, especially um, since I became a business owner and started working from home and then had my son, um, is that balance for me is a very personal thing around the idea that I can prioritize what needs to be prioritized when it needs to be a priority. So, you know, if I need to take a full day and focus on my son or something in particular going on in his life, I can do that. Um, I don't have someone to report to or to ask permission of. Right. Uh, if I want to take off for a weekend because I want to go train my team on a particular topic and I need that intensive focus, that I can do that. Um, and I, I love that feeling of balance, but what it has required of me is a lot of personal development and 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 self-awareness and the self-awareness is really around like what are the values that I cherish deeply what are my three top values in life that are non-negotiables that have to be at the forefront at all times and once I did that it was about alignment 
right? It was about not choosing to take off the hats in between the moments. Like today I'm right. being the mom, today I'm being the wife, today I'm being this. It was about always wearing the values. Mm-hmm. And if I always had the values on, then I could just stack my hats. It reminds me of like a book I was reading when I was a kid, you know, the man has stacked all the hats. Um, and, and stay in that lane. And I love that you use that actual expression, stay in your lane, right? Um, so I think that this is where I see a lot of professionals in my industry struggle initially when they come to me. It's that they don't necessarily have that level of self-awareness they might be great business um, women and they might be great at their craft, but they haven't necessarily taken the time to dig deep and think about what are the values that I'm living out on a daily basis. Do you find that at all in your work? Do you expect to have to you know, work with that as you um, build this new level of your business? For sure. And I think one thing that working women are guilty of is the expectation of having to do it all, all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, when you think about what messaging comes from our society, when you look at any women's magazine, whether it's Good Housekeeping, Real Simple, Better Homes and Gardens, every magazine focuses on a few key issues. How to lose 10 pounds immediately, how to cook quick dinners, and how to professionally develop yourself, right? So those are three things. The messaging, I love reading magazines, but the messaging is you're not good enough. Mm. What you're doing right now isn't working. You're a hot mess and you need to change your entire life, right? And then throw in social media where we're constantly watching people on Instagram organizing their closets so they look pristine. you know, we're told to eat a plant-based diet or gluten or vegan or whatever is the flavor du jour. Um, we're supposed to buy ethically made products for our children. We're supposed to walk 10,000 steps. You know, we're supposed to take care of our hair and our nails. We're supposed to be the perfect wife. It's not reasonable. It's not. I mean, sometimes if you let it go, it can really get to you and like, oh my God, I have all these things that I'm not doing. Um, and for a lot of people that that's paralyzing. You know, when we're bombarded all day long with you should, 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 you need to take the shoulds out Mm -hmm. and focus on a few things that you can do. And you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. It's just not realistic for anybody. And that pressure, I just people paralyzed. And I listened to a podcast and my friend is on it and she always says just because you can do things doesn't mean you should and you know just because you can cook homemade meals and it might save you five dollars might not mean that you shouldn't get Wegmans to deliver you a fresh salad and some soup once a week to cut down on the stress Um, so I'm a huge believer in in picking out what you can and can't you know what you have to do yeah yeah, absolutely. So I say that frequently, by the way, to stop shutting on yourself. Um, and I, yep. I think, you know, the other thing that I hear in there that's so powerful is, you know, back to that idea about the values, when we're focused on who we're being rather than what we're doing, right, and allowing that to be what um, 
defines our self-worth, right? Our self-worth is inherent. We've somehow tied it through all that messaging that you're talking about to our productivity, to the things that we're being told we should do. Um, but if we can remember who we are and, and focus on coming from that place of values, then um, it realigns all of it, which is powerful. So sure. what you're doing in the pivot is so powerful, right? Because um, during this time, I know you mentioned uh, the last time we spoke that your practice had, um, you know, sort of taken a, a little bit of a, a shift to where um, it's more efficient and you have mm -hmm. less employees. Um, and so you took this time to say, okay, what really lights me up? What really excites me? You began this, this journey to um, getting high wire women off, off the ground. What, is, what excites you the most as you look into the future and you see the work that you will be doing? I'm super excited. I mean, I can't sleep at night because not that I'm stressed out, I'm just so excited to kick this off because we're in a really unique time right now. We're all rebuilding. This is an equal playing field. There's not one person that's working right now that is going to be able to just shift back to what they did, you know, three months ago. Um, everything's changed. It's an equal playing field. And I can't wait to work with people and women in terms of how to rebuild that version of yourself, you know, your 2.0. What's it going to look like? Um, what are you going to do personally? What are you going to do professionally? The world as we know it, I think is over, um, at least for the next year or so, it, you know, until we can get our hands around this virus, but our lives are going to look very different. And I think so many businesses are going to reassess and say, this work from home thing is really efficient. We don't need this big footprint anymore. We don't need all of our workers in the office. Um, what we need is people to just be home and be efficient. So I'm super excited to work with people in terms of how they're going to rebuild, whether it's personally, professionally, whether someone's planning to give a seminar or speaking, that's all changed. I travel a lot for business and do a lot of speaking. All of the requests I'm getting now are for virtual seminars, conferences. That's a whole different territory. You can't just throw on your iPhone and go. Right. Um, you know, it's the, the technology, the logistics are challenging for most. So I'm really excited to get my hands into it and just help people because I bring so much to the table. I've lived this every single day for the last 15 years and I've learned a lot of painful lessons, but I've also learned a lot of tips and tricks that so many people can benefit from. And I'm super excited to share that knowledge. Excellent. I'm super excited as well. I'm, I will be following this journey every step of the way. <laughs> Thank you. So on that note, what are some of the best ways for people to get in touch with you and to keep up with what you're doing? Sure. So our website is called highwirewoman.com. And if they go on highwirewoman.com, um, they'll see who we are, what we do. There's a contact form. If anyone has questions about, hey, you know, I might need your help or what can you help me with? Fill that out. Um, we're just in the process of getting our social channels lined up, so that'll be next. But highwirewoman.com is the best place to contact me, and I'm super excited. Um, I'll be on a, a podcast at the end of the month called Entrepreneurs on Fire. Um, it's a huge international podcast, great grace to listen and learn about things that can revolutionize your life. So 
Um, we're really excited to get this off the ground. I'm so grateful to have this time with you. And, you know, speaking with you, Rosanna, reminds me of the Howard Thurman quote where he talks about, you know, how we need more people who know what lights them up on the inside so that they can mm. come alive and truly come alive. And when we do that, you know, it takes me to the Marianne Williamson quote about, you know, being that so that we can give permission to others to do the same. And as people begin to rebuild and even reimagine and reinvent themselves in so many ways as you are during this time, I truly believe that you will be a beautiful beacon for a lot of people, not just the ones who are continuing on and just looking for ways to realign and reassess and mm -hmm. really focus their energies, but also the people who are looking for the inspiration and who are looking for the guidance um, as they grow into this 2.0 version of themselves. So thank you so much for doing the work that you're, you're doing. You're welcome. You for the work that you've done before. Um, and I look forward to having you back so that we can- Thank you. Later this fall. For sure. Thanks for having me. And this is scary time. Everybody is feeling a lot of anxiety about what's next, but as long as you have a blueprint and a plan, you'll be good to go. So looking forward to working with everyone. And thanks so much, Melissa, for having me. All right. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thanks.